0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Well, good morning. We're coming up on 5 before the hour on Wednesday morning's First Light. So did you ever wonder how a coronavirus hotspot heats up in the first place? Well, correspondent Randy Kay has a fascinating look at that for us.
2: In March, the choir gathered for a rehearsal in Mount Vernon, Washington, outside Seattle. The coronavirus had been spreading through the state for nearly two months at this point. The CDC says choir singers were just inches apart during a -a two-and-a-half-hour rehearsal. They shared snacks, too. No one in the group showed any symptoms of the virus, but by the time it was over, it had become a super-spreader event. 53 of the 61 attendees were infected, three were hospitalized, two later died. In Boston, the annual leadership meeting for drug maker Biogen also became a hotbed for the virus. Those infected went home to families and friends in at least six states. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health estimated 99 people got sick at this super spreader event including employees and others.
0: It's very difficult to be able to trace uh, steps that that they've come in contact with.
2: Overall, super spreader events mostly occur when people are in close contact indoors, often with poor ventilation, like religious services or nightclubs. These scenarios usually involve people from different households. In Westchester County, it was a bat mitzvah at a synagogue, After an attorney had attended the event in February, New York State suddenly had more than a 100 cases, with most of them linked to that attorney. Those included his wife and children and his rabbi. It took off like fire through dry grass. In Albany, Georgia, it was a funeral with more than 200 mourners. Someone carrying the virus came to pay respects, and the New York Times reports two dozen of the dead man's relatives got sick from the funeral, including six siblings. A few weeks later, hospitals were overwhelmed, running out of protective gear and ICU beds. The county coroner told the New York Times, quote, it hit like a bomb. In Chicago, a funeral and a birthday party, both super spreader events. The CDC says someone who attended the funeral, which lasted about two hours and included a shared potluck meal, was carrying the virus. Soon after the funeral, that same infected person attended a birthday party by the time it was over the virus was passed to seven others at the party a few of those party goers went on to attend a church service where the CDC says the virus infected someone else sitting in the same pew who passed the offering plate in all 16 people got sick from the events and three died and it's not just in the United States In Seoul, South Korea, more than 100 coronavirus cases are being linked to a nightclub cluster, and the 29-year-old man believed to be at the center of it. The man tested positive for COVID-19 just days after visiting several clubs. Officials in Seoul have now shut down all bars and nightclubs indefinitely.
1: Thanks to correspondent Randy Kay. It is two and a half minutes before the hour on First Light this Wednesday morning. Well, this is something new. I guess it's a sign of the times. Walmart is teaming up with online resale site ThreadUp.com. Thread spelled T-H-R-E-D. And they're offering nearly 750,000 items of used women's and children's clothing and accessories items on the Walmart website. This marks Walmart's entry into the used clothing business, which... Has been a retailing bright spot. The deal has been in the works for the past year and represents Thread Up's first online shop with a major retailer. U.S. home prices accelerated in March, even though sales plummeted as those Americans still house shopping were forced to bid for a sharply diminished supply of homes. Home sales fell 8.5 percent in March before plummeting 17.8 percent in April. And that's first light for this Wednesday morning. Thanks to David Ozeal. I'm Michael Toscano. We'll be back here tomorrow. See you then. Heart care can't skip a beat, and it doesn't have to. At Penn Medicine's Heart and Vascular Center, we continue to provide America's most advanced cardiovascular care with telemedicine appointments in the comfort of your own home and in-person visits and procedures in a safe environment.
3: Caring for you remains our highest priority. Your heart health doesn't have to wait. Talk to a heart and vascular specialist today. Schedule an appointment at penmedicine.org
1: slash Heart This is Ivan Nelson on behalf of the Lilliston Family Auto Group. In these trying times, there is plenty of uncertainty. But one thing is for certain, we are here for you now, and we will be here for you in the future when this is over. If you do need service now, know that our service department and parts department are open for complimentary pickup and delivery. Sales are open, too, for curbside and home delivery. Our staff is committed to operating safely at all times. Together we are strong, and together we will get through this. We hope you and your family stay safe and healthy. 95.5 FM and
0: 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville.
4: They're mad in Minneapolis. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
0: Prosecute the police! No justice, no peace! Protesters,
4: Protesters angry over a black man's death Monday night in a struggle with police. Video on social media shows a white officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck and him saying, I can't breathe. Police Chief Madaria Arradondo says the four officers have been fired. This is still an ongoing Criminal matter? President Trump keeps fighting several states' plans to allow mail-in voting during this corona crisis.
1: You're asking for fraud. People steal him out of mailboxes. He's also
4: ranted about it online, prompting Twitter to fact-check him for the first time. With a link to CNN and Washington Post fact-checkers who debunked the president's claims as false. It's a dramatic shift in the social network, intervening in President Trump's primary means of communication with his followers. And not surprisingly, the president is lashing out, claiming election interference and tweeting this... Twitter is completely stifling free speech, and I, as president, will not allow it to happen. Fox's Griff Jenkins. The president will meet later this morning with New York's Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo, discussing the coronavirus as the president pushes states to keep lifting restrictions. Then the president goes to the Kennedy senator in Florida to watch SpaceX launch two NASA astronauts. The first time that's happened since the last space shuttle launch nine years ago. Afghanistan's freed Taliban prisoners. Fox's Simon Owen has more live...
5: Dave, the Afghan government saying it's begun releasing 900 members of the Taliban from prison, part of a deal the U.S. signed with the Taliban in February. The Taliban says it in turn will release prisoners soon. The Trump administration hopes talks will follow between the Taliban and Afghan leaders. Meanwhile, Reuters reporting this morning that the U.S. has withdrawn thousands of troops from Afghanistan in recent months as part of the Taliban agreement, down from 13,000 to nearly 8,600. America's
4: listening to Fox News.
6: I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor.
4: (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
7: For the most part, today looks similar to yesterday. Morning fog, then some clouds. Our high temperature ends up around 73 degrees. With partly to mostly cloudy skies, I think we stay dry during the day. And then a shower is possible late tonight. Probably another round of fog, too. Low of 65. Lots of clouds tomorrow and again a chance of a shower. High of 74. And then Friday is going to get pretty steamy. High of 78 with a few showers and thunderstorms. That chance of rain will extend into early Saturday morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan On WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Attention, salute! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
3: Four minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning, uh, jam-packed. Wednesday edition. Yes, week's flying by. It's Wednesday already. Pretty happy. 59 degrees. Cloudy with some morning fog. High 72 degrees. East-southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Considerable cloudiness tonight. Low 63. Winds south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And then tomorrow, rain showers early in the morning. Then overcast skies later in the day. High 70 Winds south southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour, 59 degrees. It'll hang out there about until about halftime. We'll be at 61 degrees by eight, 63 by nine, 65 by 10:06 this morning. Get ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm telling you right now, and and I have all these people that say, "Oh no, no, Harry, don't worry, Trump can't lose. It's all, it's it's no problem." Let me tell you something right now. With a pandemic, you never know how it's going to go. And I keep telling everybody, it's really hard to look good when you have something so massively enormous. It's almost impossible to look good unless you have the Democrat media hawking for you, huckstering for you, like an Andrew Cuomo does. Andrew Cuomo has made countless horrifically bad decisions but the democrat media props them up and they make them look great Ron DeSantis, governor of florida has made tremendous decisions nobody in america even knows it i keep posing the question why do they show andrew cuomo at 11 o'clock this is fox news you can imagine what the sycophants at msnbc and the rest of them are doing why is this guy as though he's America's governor? So I'm telling you, this is so in doubt, you you, sh- you should hardly be able to sleep. Let me give you the latest. Pennsylvania cops to the fact, means they admit, they admit that they have 11,000 non-citizens registered to vote. Now, You understand what non-citizen means. Illegal. And of course, by by the Constitution, they're not allowed to vote. But they do vote. They have been voting. And they will continue to vote in even bigger numbers. And with all these Democrat governors making vote-by-mail the new standard, if this continues into the fall, now we're pretty fortunate, the Democrat states that mostly will do this, they're almost in the bag for Joe Biden, who's weekend at Bernie's. Crip keeper, Joe Biden. But Pennsylvania, for example, that's a swing state. They admit to 11,000. There are people reviewing the numbers that say that it's over 100,000. And if you send vote-by-mail ballots to everybody, there's no verification. They just vote. Which is exactly, think about this. Long ago, and we were here to chronicle it, Democrats said, oh, no, 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 no. We just want the driver's license because they're here. They have to be able to go to work and have to be able to travel. But, of course, they make the driver's license not a special one they make it just like every other one. And then they make it that if you have a driver's license, you're automatically a voter. But then they say, don't worry. They know they're responsible to self-report. They can't vote. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. that's Of course, that's how it's going to go. So remember, Democrats said this would never happen, which is proof because everything they say, the exact opposite is true. 99.9% of the time. Don't worry about the one-tenth. The 1-100th long shot. No, no, you don't understand. I'm really telling the truth this time. I don't believe you. No, no, no. I know know 99.9 times out of 100, whatever I say, the exact opposite is true. But this time, I'm really, 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 really telling you the truth. Just don't believe them. If you don't believe them ever, you'll be right 99.9% of the time. That's good enough. Don't go searching for that one one-hundredth. It's elusive. You don't have to worry about it. So the fact that the Democrats said it would never happen demonstrates that it was their playbook exactly to do this all along. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, no, no. You'll never vote. Oh, no, no, no. It's just in school board elections. No, 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 no. It's in school board elections and local elections. And now it's... Straight across the board. But don't worry. They're all going to self-promote. And look, what could happen in Illinois? I was looking at this one area in Illinois, and there were 6,000 more voters than there were people. Now, think about that. That's not 6,000 more, and you're only talking about registered voters, and you're talking about some other pool of people. They have 6,000 more registered voters than there are total people. But nothing to worry about there. This is a Rowan Scarborough. I haven't um, seen Rowan Scarborough's work in a long time. Great reporter. State Representative Daryl Metcalf, who is the chairman of a House Government Oversight Committee, said the administration of Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, belatedly acknowledged the large number of non-citizens. Over the past two months, quote, I believe that we need to take action and have those people removed immediately from the rolls. They were never eligible to vote. Just a few days earlier, Texas announced that they had found nearly 100,000 illegals on the state's voter rolls. How are we ever going to win? Think about it. How are we ever going to win again? These Democrats are so dirty, they are so dishonest. I keep saying, in order to win, we have to win by a mile. Because their level of cheating, it has no boundaries. 100,000 illegals in Texas. Now, here's what I love. Get a load of this written statement. The numbers, while not yet evidence of massive voter fraud that President Trump said marred the popular vote in 2016, are nonetheless higher than the almost zero levels of voting mischief that the president's critics have suggested. Now, you understand, Pennsylvania admits to 11,000. It's more than that. Texas has found 100,000. But Democrats say it doesn't happen. It can happen. This Saul Alinsky stuff, I'm telling you, it's getting old. It's getting really old. Soon they're going to be accusing the Republicans of cheating. So I'm telling you right now, I listen to you when you say it, but you better listen to me when I say it back to you. This is very much in doubt. You, If, if the economy was still cooking, if unemployment was 3.5%, if the Dow Jones Industrial Average was 30,000 plus, if we had the highest work participation rate in American history in all demographics, President Trump minimum would have gotten, I believe, 12 percent of the African-American vote. But the push that's going to be put on see, Joe Biden thought he could get away with it in his fragile, confused state, with Charlemagne the God. Hey man, if you don't if you don't know if you're supporting Trump or me, you ain't black. Any Republican says that, you're dead done finished you would have had so many protests jammed up your you know what you wouldn't even be able to breathe your proctologist would say hey what's going on oh i said something the other day oh you shouldn't have said that yeah well joe biden did ah no problem there move along nothing to see here Each one of these states, they know exactly who they are. California knows there's no chance. New York State knows no chance. It's automatic. It's in the bag. But you've got about 18 states, if you stretch it, less than that if you're being realistic, where they know that they stir the drink. After the first break... I want I want to tell you the next thing that you're going to have to look forward to. We're not going to know. I predict this. Unless this pandemic is gone and there is no second wave and we have a normal election with people voting at the polls, you are not going to know who the president of the United States is for probably more than a week. That's my prediction. Mark it down that at 15 minutes past the hour on Wednesday, May 27th, that I, in a pocket-Kreskin moment, predicted that if things stay the way that they are, and if these states, and especially some of these swing states, if they get away with all this vote-by-mail nonsense, because keep in mind, They'll say, "Oh, we can't call. It. We're not going to call it." And they never remember. They wouldn't call states that were clearly over for President Trump. They played games all night long. Oh no, we can't call that state because that would put President Trump over two hundred and seventy. Now he got over three hundred. That race, I promise you. If a Democrat had President Trump's hand, in other words, if Hillary had Trump's vote and Trump had Hillary's vote, they would have called Hillary Clinton the winner by 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Tops. Oh, hi, we're CNN. No, we can't call Florida. No, 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 we can't call Pennsylvania. They wouldn't call. Each of them got cutesy. This one would call this state but not that one, this one we call that one, but not this one, and that was the game. I'll explain more of this when we come back. Yeah, how does that make you feel? For 200 and some years, until these Democrats became absolute crooks, we used to know by 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, who the president was. But you're telling me with the greatest technology we've ever had, it takes now a week or more oh yeah well if it's postmarked by this date then then it still counts and then we have all the cat had kittens and we have all this stuff and we need to count uh... until we win you understand
8: fox news commentary i'm jimmy phala and i'll tell you about a bolivian orchestra that's having a far crazier lockdown than you are next
0: you're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe Syntas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our Sintas technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our ultra clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well-stocked with hand sanitizer,
8: face masks, and essential PPE. Visit Sintas.com and get ready for the workday. So Oblivion orchestra has been trapped inside a haunted German castle that's surrounded by wolves for the past 73 days because of the coronavirus. Okay, so the headline is a little misleading, but you still got a feel for this orchestra because they are really hanging by a string. The problem started when Germany and Bolivia closed their borders due to coronavirus concerns, stranding the orchestra inside the castle, which some say is haunted. The orchestra claims they've been hearing voices that drive them crazy. But to be fair, after eight weeks in lockdown, we're all hearing voices that drive us crazy, although most of them are coming from our family members. The castle is also said to be surrounded by a pack of wolves who've been walking the grounds around the clock, which is why you should never buy a wolf a Fitbit. Okay, that's a stupid joke, but this is a stupid story, and I wanted to share it to remind all of you that things can always get weirder. Although, as an American, a haunted castle doesn't scare me nearly as much as a white castle. Heaven help you if you wolf a couple of them down. That's your Fox News commentary.
5: Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning right here on WPG Talk Radio ninety-five. Point five FM and 14.50 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
3: Thank you, Sean Hannity. I wanted to stay up last night, and then I didn't even tape it because I have no time to watch anything that I want to watch anymore, but I'm sure it was great. Sean Hannity had on the, um, the owner of the New England Patriots, Bob Kraft. It was probably just tremendous. Uh, another thing that I'd, li- I'd like to do that I miss out on. I was saying right before the break, don't expect to know who the president is. Now, that is, of course, I'll give you a caveat, a, a, a different scenario, a more optimistic one. The coronavirus uh, fades. I don't know if this is going to happen, but just I'm giving you another scenario. The economy starts cooking like it it, it amazingly already is. I can't believe it. Tomorrow we're going to do an hour on real estate. I can't believe it. How in a pandemic... Has the Ponderosa gone up in value by $6,097 in the past 30 days? I thought we would be losing value right now. It's actually gone up. Home sales are up. Refis are going crazy. So there are some things that are going on. Then, of course, uh, today should be another good day. Disney, uh, after hours trading. Uh, I didn't look at the Dow futures, but I'd be shocked if they weren't up. I mean, a lot of good news happened uh, after trading yesterday, and yesterday was a great day. The Dow is a whisker under twenty-five thousand. Keep in mind, it was at seventeen thousand something at one point. It's already gotten back like seven or eight thousand points. Pretty amazing in a relatively short period of time. So the opposite scenario is if we start cooking again, and and we're creating a million jobs a month. It could could be fantastic on November 3rd. But here's my prediction. These sleazy Democrat governors in particular, they're going to manipulate the virus because remember, what do Democrats always do? They always take advantage of a crisis. If there's a shooting involving kids, they try to take away your guns. They try to... Put all kinds of quick, 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 hurry, hurry, hurry while they're crying. We'll just do this and they won't even see what hit them. Never accept legislation that happens when your heart is broken. It's never good. I promise you. It's never good. Legislation that happens when your heart is broken or legislation that happens on Christmas Eve, stuff like that, never good. Creepy stuff that happens going into three-day weekends, things like that. Anything that happens like that, just count it as bad. But let me go back to the more likely scenario. Democrat governors and swing state governors who know exactly what role they play. Now, here's what's terrible. All the reasonable states, and they'll mostly be Republican states people will vote by machine there'll be some absentee ballots and things like that and they will go according to how the election goes and that's how it's supposed to be your paper ballots should trend exactly like the machines unless there's manipulation and of course we know the paper ballots for example vince mazio is back in the assembly for for two god awful more years uh because of craig calloway's support even though mazio disputes that it's A fact that cannot be disputed. You can lie about it, but it is what it is. You lost until you won. And you won with a disproportionate amount of votes that didn't trend anything like what took place at the voting machines. Where you went from thousands down to a thousand or two thousand up. Because it was almost an avalanche of a monolith. Whew! How did it go? That was even better than the first one. Quit while I'm behind. So I'm expecting this. These particular states will know exactly where they stand. And then the games will begin. Yes, our board of canvassers will be getting together and we'll be reviewing the intent of the voter. And they're going to count the ones they want. They're going to throw out the ones they don't want. There's going to be all this paper, not signed, and nobody knows how to do it, and they're going to attempt to do it. Oh, what did this voter intend to do? Well, they voted for Biden, so they intended to vote. What did this voter intend to do? Well, they voted for Trump, but they failed. The ballot is wrong. They didn't sign it right. They didn't sign it in the right place. I'm telling you right now, you better get ready, because Trump is right about this. They're trying to steal the election right out from under you. In broad daylight, while you're worrying about living or dying, they're plotting how they can win power. And damn it, they're good at it. They're some of the greatest cheaters. They cheat right in front of your face. They're, they're the, the cheating spouse and you walk in and they get mad at you. Hey, what are you doing here? Well, I, I pay for this place. Well, we're not here. Well, I see you're there. No, we're not here. I mean, they're so bad. And I'm telling you, and I've been telling you for three and a half years, you ain't seen nothing yet. But wait until they know exactly which states they need to win. And watch it go. Unless Trump wins in a rout, we're not going to know for a week who the president is. And remember where you heard it. Hey, you thought that was good news. Get a load of this one. Do you remember that tearing up party that we had? Let me reenact it. I didn't want to ruin a perfectly good piece of paper, so I went to my discard pile. Do you remember last week when I said, oh, look at the CDC. They said, oh, my God, it lasts on copper for four hours and... It lasts on formica and and glass for four days and all that. And I said, well, now they say it not so much. It doesn't doesn't last at all. So I went like this. I also uh, took the advice of Andy from Brigantine, who said, pre-tear it like Nancy Pelosi. And I tore, and I tore, and I tore some more. And when I was done tearing, I tore a little more, and then I threw it all in the garbage can. Never thinking I could ever need it again. Well, lo and behold, just a few days ago after the official tearing up party, first the CDC, Center for Disease Control. Boy, I'll tell you, in my next life, I want to be like the president of the Center for Disease Control. You, you're you just allowed to be wrong about everything. And then you still get cited as just amazing. We gotta listen to the scientists, gotta trust the science, and you must listen to the scientists. First, the CDC had an elaborate list of surfaces and the length of time that the coronavirus can live on the surface. I tore it up. I kept it in my briefcase all that time. Every imaginable surface you could think of. Clothes, cardboard boxes, copper. For some reason, copper. I guess it's just like got a lot of pennies hanging around. Because really, you might have copper on your roof. What's with the copper that that you need? Oh, my God, it lives on copper for four days. I mean, I don't even touch pennies. Do you? What do you touch that's copper? But it was just so important that that was on the list. Glass and everything else. Four days. That was like a day on cardboard. Four days on glass, I think, or something. I don't don't remember because I tore it up. Remember? We had an official tearing up party. So first it was, oh, my God, it lasts so long on everything. Then the CDC reversed itself and said, no, 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 it doesn't last on hard surfaces and this and that really at all. There's no worry about contraction from that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, not to be outdone, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has done that rarefied flip-flop-flip. Yes, yes, Johnny, yes, the flip-flop-flip. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now says it is possible to transmit coronavirus from contaminated surfaces. Amending language on its website from last week that cast out on that possibility. It didn't cast out. They said it. And I remember telling you they didn't make any ballyhoo out of it. They just changed their website. Quiet correction. But, of course, now it's coming back to this. So it's widely reported. Quote. After media reports appeared that suggested a change in CDC's view on transmissibility, it became clear that these edits were confusing. Oh, yeah, I guess it's very confusing to say that it doesn't really live on the hard surfaces. Yeah, we were so confused. The White House blasted the CDC for its response to the coronavirus crisis White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro, who's awesome, by the way, last week criticized the agency for its faulty coronavirus test kits. And now they've done it. The flip, flop, flip. Now, as I go to the break, I'll give you one guess. What do you think I'm going to do with this particular item that's in my hand right now with the CDC completing They're really impressive. Flip, flop, flip. You know what I'm gonna do with it. And one for good luck. Bye-bye. I'll be back. Don't try this at home. It's exhausting.
0: Markley, Van Camp, and Robin. Somebody needs to grab these jackasses by the lapels and shake them. The governors? Yes. Stop it. Stop with your nonsense. Stop with your zaniness. Stop with your power base. Stop it. No one's trying to kill anyone here.
8: Or well, just trying to follow the science.
0: Well, you're not following the science, though. The science is yeah. dictating things are going the other direction right now, and you just ignore it. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins, weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
3: Thank you very much. Welcome back. I um, gave a lot of thought to um, what's been happening during this whole age of the coronavirus. And I want to share something with you. I think it encapsulates my my current feelings. And just by way of, of background... This is after nine weeks and more than 100 local and national interviews that I've done during this coronavirus. Some of them very extensive, some of them shorter in nature, but I would say probably the shortest interviews we've done on this topic are in the 15 to 17-minute range, and we've done full hours with different people on it. So we've done over 100, and our current dilemma in New Jersey is a challenging one. On one hand, the coronavirus, COVID-19, is very real and potentially deadly, although the mortality rate is very low. And I wrote yesterday on my WPGtalkradio.com column that it is something around 0.4% right now. CDC just came out and said it's 0.3. The mortality rate is 0.3 in America. But it's still highly contagious, and it's devastating to those who are susceptible to it. On the other hand, New Jerseyans are being destroyed financially and psychologically as we now enter the 10th week of the pandemic. It's also been so frustrating, as everyone has been told, that, quote, we must follow the science and listen to the scientists. Of course, if, they, if that is unless they don't like what the science or the scientists are saying. For example, people are criticizing. They don't think about it. They don't want it to be true that the mortality rate is 0.3 of one percent. Why wouldn't you want that to be true? I wish it was zero. They don't want it to be true. If you haven't caught on to the game, this everything is political. So this has turned out to be Republican versus Democrat pandemic. Isn't that crazy? But it's not a surprise to me, because I've been saying for almost 30 years that everything is political. Hydroxychloroquine is political. If Trump said it was bad to poop, people would not poop anymore. Wait No, 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 wait a minute. Now, whatever he says, they do the opposite. So flip that. There'd be a whole lot of pooping going on. the problem with listening to the scientists they've been wrong every step of the way spectacularly wrong first there's dr anthony fauci just before the pandemic struck he confidently stated that america had nothing to worry about in other words that the coronavirus wasn't even coming to america there's a great starting point isn't it then they said they had their statistical models that showed. 1.2 to 2.4 or more million Americans were projected to die. Now, we know that the projections are 10 10 times off, 20 times off. It's ridiculous. Remember, we were initially also told not to wear face masks, that it didn't help. And could actually be bad for you. They tried to torture us with, oh yeah, the mask, you're breathing in to the mask. And then what gets on the outside of the mask, it's just not even good. Don't wear a face mask. You could make yourself sick by wearing a face mask. Now, of course, they follow that with, you must wear a face mask. We've hit a critical tipping point. Americans are born free. We're God-blessed. We've been placed in near quarantine circumstances, and it's extremely unhealthy. I suggested for weeks that I think it's worse what they're doing than if we didn't do anything. I think there's two great examples. You have um, Idaho and Montana. Montana locked down, I think. And forgive me if I'm flipping these two. But Montana locked everything down and shut everything down and they have like 19 cases. But they have all kinds of other problems. Idaho never locked down anything. Kept operating as normal. They have 54 cases and their economy is doing great. People's psychology doing great. I, I've I've been... Of the belief of this for many many weeks now that this is worse than if they didn't do anything then we hear these reports 60 some percent 70 percent in one state it's 80 percent of all cases of the people being shut in so what's that all about so when they say that what's been happening is worse than the disease itself look at the alarming trends which are way up in the states where Americans have been ordered to be shut in. Divorce, domestic violence, suicidal thoughts, actual suicide, depression, financial ruination. That's just a list for starters. I could probably add about five more without even thinking deep. And this has irritated some, but I have supported Governor Murphy throughout. Number one, because we have one governor and he's our governor. And number two, we're in a pandemic, damn it. We have forged a great working relationship. It's based upon mutual respect. I know that he believes in what he's doing. I don't believe myself in a lot of what he's doing, but I believe that he believes it. And it's just a matter of difference of philosophy of governance if you're a liberal versus a conservative. It's no accident that red states are aggressively reopening while blue states are moving slower. And and also, too, in fairness, the blue states, many of them urban, very high density, and it's not politically motivated in those cases. It's due to dense, density and geography. On and off air, I've supported the concept of being compliant. We don't want a single person to die. Last week, even Dr. Fauci got in on the act. He said it's not good for the American people to be shut in for such a long time. This guy's cracking me up. He's all over the place. Many businesses have been destroyed by the economic shutdown of our state. Much of the rest of the nation is getting back to business, and Governor Murphy is slowly reopening the state. However, too slowly for many. Case in point, the Atlantic City casinos must reopen soon. If not, some will founder, and thousands of jobs may be gone forever. The same holds true for gyms, hair salons, restaurants, and countless other businesses. New Jersey is now poised to follow in the footsteps of what other states have done. Acts of civil disobedience are coming. You can expect many businesses to take it upon themselves, and they're just going to reopen. I'm not advocating this. I strongly believe in playing by the rules. The fact remains human beings will remain compliant For only a certain amount of time, then they will take matters into their own hands. We should continue to listen to our governor, but we should not be guided by bad science. The residents of New Jersey are about to hit the breaking point. Everyone needs to be very careful and responsible. I've been chronicling it and observing. I mean, people are flipping out right now, and you know who you are. We're talking tripwire switches. People are holding on in some cases. They're, on, they're not on the edge. They're on the edge of the edge of the edge. Barely hanging on. Praying that not one more bad thing happens. Because they can't take it. That's why we have to reopen. Because people are losing it. Thankfully, I'm not. But then again, it's because I am. Early
0: in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com.
3: So many topics I have not been able to get to this hour. I've barely scratched the surface in what I wanted to do in the first hour. We'll get some open forum next hour, 609 407-1450. seven fourteen fifty. I'm going to have a comment about uh, a local church issue that I've learned about. I want to share with you the latest there. Uh, shame on Egg Harbor Township yet again. Boy, this Paul Hodson he, he's just a he's not a disappointment. He's just a joke. This guy's a clown. Uh, Brian Cahill was going to join us for just one segment. Uh, to open up the 9 o'clock hour and then we'll have the rest of the 9 o'clock hour to cover a whole lot more and to get some more calls in let me not let another minute of the program go by without me going on the record with my position on this George Floyd matter and I've been prepared all hour to speak about it I haven't been avoiding it if you haven't been following it um, I don't know exactly um, what ultimately will be deemed to be the cause of death But I do know this, the officer who had his knee on this guy's neck for something like seven minutes, when he kept saying, I can't breathe, you're going to kill me, Uh, this guy shouldn't be a cop. You don't often hear me. I don't play the knee-jerk reaction game because I know that videos can be truncated. I know that videos uh, can join something in progress, and for example, if you saw an officer use um, force and it was like, oh, my God, that guy was not doing anything. The officer just they, you, you may have missed what that person did to threaten the officer. But I'm watching this video, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and this George Floyd. And, 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 and I'm very saddened by it because it plays into the whole narrative that white cops kill blacks. It's just, it's a shame at every single level. But George Floyd, just to to be able to, to narrate it to you, who is black, repeatedly tells the white police officer, kneeling on his neck, that he couldn't breathe. Despite this guy begging for his life, the officer wouldn't get off. So this guy's done now. He's fired already. You never see that. Four officers, bam. No collective bargaining, nothing. You're done. You are fired, and I support that. I have to support that because it's indefensible what I saw. Even if I had to say, "Well, wait a minute, you don't know what happened before that." Doesn't matter at that point. You don't. I don't even know. Somebody, uh, John Devlin, Bill Pollock, Don Hurley, some cop, write me right now and tell me that you learned in training. That you should keep your knee on some dude's neck when he's you're asphyxiating him. Now, he could talk. So as someone that is, or was, because it has expired, was an instructor of CPR. I don't know if you know that, but that would be me. I became such a believer in cardiopulmonary resuscitation that I took the next course. And actually became an instructor where I could teach it. And I know this much. If you can speak, cough, or breathe, you don't interfere with someone. If someone is choking on something, but they can speak, if they can cough, if they can breathe, you leave them alone, And you, but you observe carefully, and you let them work it out. The man could speak, so he did not have a total airway obstruction. Because if you had a total airway obstruction... Nothing would come out. However, having said that, I think it was very obvious that George Floyd was in great uh, distress. And his voice was strained and, and above whisper, but it was affected. And he's telling the officer repeatedly, I can't breathe. You're going to kill me. And then guess what? He dies at the hospital a little while later. I just got a text message if you notice. They're really in overdrive to divide the country racially for the election. That's their strategy. I reject that. It's never stopped. How can you write that to me? This is a smart person writing that to me. How can you write that to me? That means that you think it just started. Are you stupid? This is this never this never stops. It went into warp speed when Obama was the president. You had Eric Holder raining hell on police departments. I normally defend the police, and in the beginning, I don't usually take a position. And I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for Don Hurley. I'm waiting for John Devlin. I'm waiting for Bill Pollack, any police officer out there. Tell me if you were ever taught to put your knee on somebody's neck when they are face down, and if they are telling you, I can't breathe, you're going to kill me, if you would keep your knee on that person's neck for seven minutes. Because there's a lot of ways that you can restrain someone. And none of them involve putting your knee on their neck or their throat. Now, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay, oh, there's more to it. Well, answer me then. Somebody's just telling me about their use of force prowess. Uh, then give me the answer. Is is putting your knee on that man's neck for seven minutes? Is that is, you're the use of force, uh, Yoda, the guru? This is the guy tell me they wrote the book. Then then give me the answer. I don't want to know. You're an author. Tell me the answer. I'm asking for the answer, not the question. Now another police officer has written me that he was cuffed, and I saw that because his arms were behind his back. Keep in mind, in your stress, when you think you're going to die and your arms are behind your back, you feel extremely helpless. You can't do anything at that point. So, bad move, and and the guy's going to go to jail, and he should go to jail, and I'm still waiting for anybody other than this one cop that's told me that the cop was out of line, and they, that actually what you should have done with this guy, his, he, you got him handcuffed, so you have him restrained. He should have been put into the back of the car. Then guess what? He's alive. Never forget, there's a reason why the police were involved. The media is never going to make any issue out of that whatsoever, though. You have to understand that. They're not going to talk about it. They're only going to talk about the incident. But I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to jail, this cop. I have his name written somewhere on my briefcase. A little hard to pronounce. um, The spelling of it is a little bit, not exotic, but it's a little bit confusing. But he's got no chance. I mean, zero chance. There's no jury. That video, it's over. It doesn't matter what the defense is. You don't understand. He was threatening me in my life before that. You didn't see what happened right before that. All they're going to see is this guy has his knee on the guy's neck, which may as well be his throat. And the guy is saying, I can't breathe. You're going to kill me. And he died. And if you think about it, it's very much... Very much like the um, the issue, was it in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, when the, the person had the guy in the chokehold? Let's see if I have any more um, responses. No responses. Not even from the guy that wrote the book. That's like one of the worst. What do you tell me you wrote the book? But all I'm asking you is, did you teach? You wrote the book. Did they teach that? Did they teach that? In training, hey, you're going to get this time where you put a guy face down on the ground, arms behind his back, and you're going to drive a knee. Now, what we don't know it had to be probably significant. We don't know how much weight the officer was bearing with the knee. If I remember correctly, it's his right knee on the um, the neck of George Floyd. Which means his left knee is on the ground, and then he's got the right knee with whatever weight is being brought to bear on that. But like I always tell you, I don't know what I don't know, but something tells me that the, um, the Baron Miguel Secluna, uh power knee drive WWF wasn't taught in police training, in use of force training. I just don't, I don't believe that. But we'll see if I get an answer on that. So the answer is no. I didn't see the answer before. I I saw it for the first time. So sorry about that. I thought I just saw the the, the fact you were teaching it. So the answer is no. That's not taught. So then when the trial comes, they're going to say, you know, you did you'd use a, a use of force that isn't even taught, just like the thing in New Was it New York? I can't remember which which city it was in. Maybe it was New York, as a matter of fact. I think the guy's name was Eric something. Eric LeGrand or something like that. That was New York, not Philadelphia. So no is the answer. And I went to the man that wrote the book. No is the answer. It's not trained. It's not taught. Which means this guy is absolutely... Dunzo, you got a dead man, and you got a videotape of the man saying you're killing me. You're, I, I can't breathe, and you're going to kill me. Oh, we got a lot to do. We'll get to your calls as quick as we can. We have uh, an update coming up on a local church. I didn't get a chance to confirm it. He got back to me too late last night. I was um, just barely asleep, or I would, I would know um, if. The mayor of Atlantic City is going to join us. Uh, I'm going to share with you at some point this morning my breaking news column about that. Uh, And I'm absolutely convinced that it it is absolute garbage. But I have a twist. I learned something from an FBI friend of mine that I didn't know. I'll fill you in a little bit later. 95.5
0: FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville.
4: The president gets fact-checked. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and he doesn't like it. It happened on his Twitter page over his tweets about mail-in voting, some of the same things he's been saying out loud.
7: Many of those people don't have the right to vote. Well, they'll be voting. And you know what? We're not going to let it happen.
4: Fox's Tanya J. Powers has more live.
9: Dave, Twitter has added a warning phrase or two to the president's tweets that have called mail-in ballots fraudulent and they predicted that mail-in mailboxes will be robbed, among other things. Under those tweets, there is now a link that says, get the facts about mail-in ballots that leads Twitter users to a page that fax-checks it. Now, the president has not up to now faced any kind of pushback from Twitter about his tweets, and he's not happy about it. He replied on Twitter, accusing the platform of, quote, interfering in the 2020 presidential election and and insisting that, quote, as president, I will not allow this to happen. Dave.
4: Sonny, the president will not wear a mask while on camera. He took a shot at his Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, who wore one at a Memorial Day event. And
1: Biden can wear a mask, but he was standing. Uh, Outside, with his wife, perfect conditions, perfect weather.
4: So the president called it unusual, but claims he's not being critical. Biden told CNN the president's being an absolute fool, being macho, calling it falsely masculine. This afternoon, the president will go to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida to watch SpaceX launch two astronauts. The first time that's happened in the U.S. since the last space shuttle mission in 2011. It's weather permitting. An angry night in Minneapolis. (laughs) protest over the death of a black man during a struggle with police monday night some protesters threw rocks smashed police car windows leading to police firing tear gas video of the struggle showed an officer kneeling on george floyd's neck and him
8: saying he can't breathe there's a reason why they got tasers and there's a reason why they got mace they didn't need to put their foot
6: on his neck
4: four officers have been fired the police and fbi have opened a criminal investigation america's listening to fox news
6: I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor.
4: (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
7: For the most part, today looks similar to yesterday. Morning fog, then some clouds. Our high temperature ends up around 73 degrees. With partly to mostly cloudy skies, I think we stay dry during the day. And then a shower is possible late tonight. Probably another round of fog, too. Low of 65. Lots of clouds tomorrow and again a chance of a shower. High of 74. And then Friday is going to get pretty steamy. High of 78 with a few showers and thunderstorms, that chance of rain will extend into early Saturday morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
3: I reacquainted myself during the break because everything I did in the last segment was extemporaneous Uh, The officer, uh, Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N, he's been a cop since 2001, at least in that department. Um, It's his left knee, and this man is just, he is just face planted into the ground. His mouth is wide open. His eyes look like they're going to bug out of his skull. And uh, uh, Chauvin, no offense, you're done. You are done. Uh, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
9: Good morning, Harry. It's Jim. How are you?
3: Jim, I'm well. Ladies and gentlemen, Northfield City Councilman Jim O'Neill. What's going on, Jim? Or I should say, Brittany O'Neill's father is on the phone right now. Go ahead, Jim.
9: This, this is true. Um, Harry, I just wanted to um, comment on some things. Um, Northfield, it seems like things are getting back to normal somewhat. Had a um, council meeting last night. We're going to try to figure out a way to do some outside um, dining. um, Get ahead of that curve, you know. Did you
3: when you say you had a council meeting? Did you have a council meeting uh, in the council chambers on the dais, a regular council meeting?
9: Yeah, we've been we've never skipped one. We've always had them. um, You know, most of the council people are. You know in council some of them call in you know whatever you feel comfortable with you know i really don't care to be honest with you
3: how many showed up um, how many were there uh we had
9: um five in attendance and one on the phone
3: was one there, remote. was there social distance or just uh, up on the dais oh
9: yeah we're um you know like i usually sit next to frank and so there's always like at least i would say probably have about eight to ten feet between us
3: oh, okay I, know? Didn't real, I didn't realize that was that spread out did anybody wear masks then,
9: um maybe one person two people wore a mask it's okay. you know videotaped okay so you know i guess it's one of those personal choices um you know i kind of find it's weird that i can go to a council meeting but then if i you know can't go someplace else but again you know i try to flow with it um one of the things that I want to mention is, you know, I know Marty's getting a little heat with regards to Atlantic City, but I can tell you, you know, this whole, whole process, personally, I don't care if the guy's a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I think they've done a nice job in Atlantic City, keeping the boardwalk open, keeping the beaches open, um, I ride my bike up on the boardwalk, I notice that they're spraying the benches, um, cleaning up, you know, uh, I just think he's doing a nice job over there um some of the other beach towns a little disappointed um you know closed it up you know you can you all of a sudden you have to stop at one side of the boardwalk and you can't continue on another side and you know one of the beaches you know you can you know there's four people on the whole Atlantic City Beach and zero people you know south it just there's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me Harry um as a as an elected official, I can tell you that um, you know a lot of people are scared. That our elected officials—they just don't know what to do. They, um, you know, they're trying to take the guidance from the governor. They're reading all the, you know, little paragraphs and in each individual word precisely. Um, some of the things just don't make sense that you, you know, you get from the governor governor's office on how to reopen. And, um, you know, especially things like, you know, last night I brought up, let's get the park bathrooms back operational. You know, we're all supposed to be practicing good hygiene. That's the, in my opinion, Harry, I think that's the, you know, stay away from somebody that's sick and practice good hygiene. Well, if you're going to practice good hygiene, that typically means a sink with soap, right? Yeah. So I think the more people washing their hands, I think that, you know, we should be getting the bathrooms open. I think, um, the short town should be getting as many bathrooms open as possible, in and clean them properly, you know, et cetera. Um, there's just a, a number of things that I just don't understand. Um, you know, stores, I can't go to Boscos, but I can go to Walmart. You know, that just doesn't make sense. So,
3: and you, know. you can't go to church. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But you can go to wherever a hardware store. Uh, no, I hear, I hear you. It's it, we've picked winners and losers. It's um, it's been completely unconstitutional. There's a Fourteenth Amendment equal protection clause that you can't treat one person one way, one person another way. And I'm not. You know me for a long time, Jim. I'm not litigious uh, by nature at all. Not even close to it. I've could have I could have lit up a lot of people uh, over the years and didn't do it. Um, it's just not my nature. But you can't pick some and say you can operate, but but you can't. And at some point, I think they have um, tremendous damages that they should be able to seek remedy because government has decided to wreck certain people and other people get propped up. It's not right.
9: I agree with you one thousand percent, Harry. In fact, you know I've always been—I've never been a protester. But, Harry, if there's some protests down here, you'll probably see Councilman O'Neill, you know, front and center, you know, with my sign or whatever. Because, hey,
3: Councilman, let me let me give you my my take on this right now. I'm a big believer. I'm I'm an official for over 25 years. I believe in playing by the rules. Identical twin brother of a police officer, so I'm really. Grounded in you go by the rule book, you you know, officials officiate, players play, police do what they do, and so on and so forth. But here's what I'm thinking. The state of New Jersey uh, is willfully in violation of these sanctuary cities. They're completely illegal. The Supreme Court has already just reaffirmed that you cannot harbor illegals. You cannot help illegals stay here. We're giving millions to illegals. We're cutting veterans' money. Uh, we, we are a sanctuary state. We want illegals to be able to vote. All, and I, I use that term we very generously, not me. Uh, but yet, look at all these other examples. Churches can't worship? I mean, this, this, is, this is crazy what's going on. So the state is willfully violating federal law as it relates to illegals. They're willfully violating federal law regarding marijuana. And so why can't local people willfully violate an unlawful order? So I think we're going to see some civil disobedience, Jim.
9: Harry, um, I agree with you 100%. If, if any business in um, Northfield you know, opened up its doors in a proper manner, I mean, I'd probably be the first in line, and, you know, if I got arrested, I'd get arrested. I mean, I'm that nervous, Harry, about what's going on. And, you know, you're not probably going to get too many elected officials coming on and telling you how they feel. But Hey, Jim,
3: do me a big favor. Now that you're here, I want to float something by you. I wrote a column this morning at about, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, whenever it was. Fresh Start Church of Egg Harbor Township has been trying to reopen their church so that people can worship again. Obviously, churches have been hurt very, very bad at many levels. Obviously, financially, because if you're not at the church, you're not necessarily— I'm not saying the people aren't being generous and finding ways to continue to tithe and to, to contribute, but it's hurt the churches very, very much. Let me read something to you. And it begins with, let me start with the fact that lead pastor Tim Chambers—I was actually going to save this until 8 o'clock, but I'm going to do it now that you're here, and there's a reason. Let me start with the fact that lead pastor Tim Chambers and the Fresh Start Church of Egg Harbor Township are awesome. They have been honorably and faithfully trying to bring their parishioners safely back to church since the coronavirus pandemic first struck. I had a great on air conversation with Pastor Tim recently it was last week I think he detailed all of the plans that they have developed which comply with social distancing proper disinfection protocols and numerous other safeguards still they've not been able to achieve their faithful goal of reestablishing church services pastor Tim hinted on air without giving specifics that he had an exciting plan to potentially be able to resume weekend church services And what I've since learned and confirmed is that Fresh Start Church has obtained approval from the former Shore Mall. I can't even call it. I think it's Harbor something now, Harbor Square or something, but nobody knows what that is. So you got to say it's almost like the artist formerly known as Prince when he was a symbol. What do you can say, the symbol? So you say the artist formerly known as Prince, and he became the artist, and then he became Prince again. But anyhow, so the former Shore Mall gave them permission to use their parking lot. This would have allowed for creative and safe drive-in church services. I think that's fantastic, like a drive-in movie theater. I mean, y- how much safer could it get? I know they could do the technology where they'd be able to make the pastor. You can do it with um, Christmas decorations. You can make it so everybody could listen to the pastor right through their car speaker. And and if for some reason uh, they didn't have that technology, but I know it's easy— to do that, you'd be able to hear it. You'd be there. You'd have a speaker system. You'd be able to hear it. You'd be in your car. Everybody would be safe. However, they've been thwarted again, this time at the hands of Egg Harbor Township government, who will not approve their permit. And, and I don't want to bring you into a, a, a lousy Mayor Hudson and, and, and these disappointing people, but this didn't require any courage. If I was sitting on that board, I would have approved that permit in one second without hesitation so i've also confirmed that the fresh start church provided all the requirements to the township so i'm sure they presented their insurance and everything that you would need to obtain the required permit to legally assemble only at every turn our churches are being met with unnecessary obstacles and resistance and it's what reminded me of this is you and i talking about the big box stores, the food chains, the other establishments that have all been able to remain open throughout. How, why is it that the churches have been forced to shut down? It's not right. It's also quite unconstitutional. This much must change soon. Our society is presently dealing with divorce, domestic violence, alcohol, substance abuse, suicidal thoughts, depression, and other maladies. All of the things that going to church helps people to work out their problems. If they would have come to you guys for a permit or any other church to go in an outdoor space, would you have granted their permit, Jim?
9: Uh, Personally, myself, yes, I would vote for it. um, Definitely, Um, we have to realize, Harry, that um, you know we're all saying the cure, the the disease, or whatever that terminology is. The cure, yeah, the cure is
3: worse than the disease. Which I think you can make the case, because for every 1% of unemployment, supposedly 5,000 people have killed themselves. Uh, and then there are people trying to say, well, they're not killing themselves because of that. Oh, okay, yeah, they're really happy. Otherwise, they're you know, they they really happy. Uh, so they're just ridiculous, these people that will not, will not accept any empirical evidence that gets in the way of their agenda. But did you ever think you'd live to see it where... It's a Republican thing to want to open and a Democrat thing to stay closed. Did you ever think we'd live to, to see this?
9: Yes. Well, no, I've never, I never thought I would see that. Um, but, you know, again, I think there are people that are just as elected officials. They're nervous. They're scared. They just don't know what to do. And I'm talking about, I'm talking state Federal, local—I mean, some governors are absolutely phenomenal. Some states are phenomenal. Um, there's some leadership in different towns that I, I've seen over. Um, you know, I'm just let's mention Atlantic City. I think Atlantic City did a great job. I think the town next door didn't do a great job. And it was one of these things where, God forbid, somebody from Philadelphia might come down um, to their shorehouse. So let's let's. Shut them down, so they can't walk on the beach. I mean, just that just doesn't make any sense. And God forbid, Harry.
3: Oh, oh, you don't even know what you just did. You got to understand, Jim, over there in Ventnor. Oh, that troika—they are so thin-skinned. If you tell the truth about them, they almost cry. I mean, yeah, we're going to close the boardwalk, open the beach, but you must keep moving and close the ocean. But then, when you can go in the water, you can't come out and use a towel. You can't towel off. They have put things in place that are so bizarre. And meanwhile, they got a ripped-up flag right adjacent to to City Hall. They can't even put a flag up that's not all torn. They're a mess, a total mess.
9: Question for you, Harry. When these people really, truly get sick, I'm real sick, where are they going to go? Philadelphia. So what are people from Philadelphia going to say, hey, People from Jersey, yeah, we don't want you to come here and use our great health care. Not that we don't have health care down here, it's great. But, you know, when your kid's sick, everybody wants to send them the chop. Everybody wants to go to University of Penn, et cetera. You know, that particular town just didn't make any sense, Harry. In fact, what I think certain towns have done, Certain towns have actually affected the health of other people with regards to.
3: Jim, hold on a second. Let me get the break in. If you want to stay, you can stay. We'll be back. Northfield City Councilman Jim O'Neill with yours truly early in the morning. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity.
5: The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I think I have a new Joe Biden favorite. It's not what you think it is, because he did say this weekend, he says, any African-American who backs Trump ain't black. Okay. The same guy, you can't work at a Dunkin' Donuts at 7-Eleven unless you have a slight Indian accent. My state is a slave state. The same guy that, that goes out there and, and makes the comments, yeah, it's first time you got an African-American who's good-looking and, and clean and articulate. This was a disastrous interview of radio host Charlemagne. Very powerful response by the head of BET, Black Entertainment Television, co-founded it in uh, 1980 that Biden should spend the rest of his campaign apologizing to every black person he meets. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, no matter where you are in the U.S., Memorial Day weekend is happening everywhere, and Blinds.com is celebrating with their online Memorial Day Super Sale. And our friends at Blinds.com, well, they make it simple to shop for top-quality interior blind shade shutters, outdoor shades, with easy online ordering and free shipping. And by the way, they've helped millions of homeowners all over the world, and they guarantee the perfect fit. Just go to Blinds.com right now, check out their huge Memorial Day savings. Rules, restrictions apply.
1: Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot